0: Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. Why don't you find this morning the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews the 10th chapter, and we'll be talking about some things here in just a minute. Hebrews 10. i tell you what, uh, well... Let me let me say this first, and we'll we'll, we'll begin here in just a minute. Uh, <clears throat> I want to talk to you t- today. It's not, um, <laughs> it's probably not one of the things that we like to hear about, but it is talked about a lot in the Bible. And uh, now don't get quiet on me, because you haven't heard what I'm going to talk about yet. But uh, I want to talk about that this subject that you have need of patience. Uh, now that's not a subject that maybe we want to hear about, uh, but it, but it's amazing how much it's talked about in the Word of God. I mean, it's it's throughout the, uh, especially the New Testament. It's throughout. Uh, and the word patience, you could uh, you could use the word endurance. Uh, you could use the word stick with it. You could use a lot of different uh, words to describe the same thing. Uh, because when we when I get done, you're going to find out that Bible patience isn't the same thing as what the, the world describes as patience, any more than Bible hope is the same thing as what the world describes as hope. You know, the worldly hope is wishful thinking. God's hope is founded on His Word, so it has a solid foundation. And patience, Bible patience, isn't just putting up with. It's, it's got a solid foundation. So let's begin by going to the Scripture, and let's read here in... Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, the Bible says, Cast not away therefore your confidence, uh, which has uh, great recompense of reward or has a great payment. Uh, Well, you know, just read that verse alone and you might come to the conclusion that I'm probably going to need some patience, some endurance, because it tells me not to cast away my confidence. Confidence or my faith. Let me know if everything came to pass immediately, you wouldn't be tempted to cast away your confidence. Right? Right? If you prayed and there it was, well, there's no temptation to give up, is there? Or if you, uh, you know, if you're going through a trial and it it only lasts 35 minutes. Hallelujah. (laughs) Most of my trials last longer than 35 minutes. I may have had a few that lasted that long, but uh, not many. Most of them last longer than that, don't they? You know, we all face trials. How many of you know that? Yeah. You know, some of you, well, if I just get enough faith, Pastor, I'll never have any trouble or any trials. Uh, mm, yeah, wrong. You know, Brother Hagin used to say it like this. I like this. He says, If you think you're going to float through life on flowery beds of ease. Now, here's the father of the faith movement. But a lot of people don't mention that, you know, they, don't, they don't pay attention to everything you said. Yeah. Right? He used to say, he said, people don't pay attention to me. I'm like, well, they don't pay no attention to Brother Hagin. They certainly aren't paying attention to me. You know, now some do, you know, some get it. But, you know, he said, you know, if you think you're going to float through life on flowery beds of ease, you've got another thing coming. He said, the blessings of God aren't going to fall on you like ripe cherries falling off a tree. Remember those sayings he had? Remember, I'd rather hear a donkey brain in a tin barn at midnight. He had those, those colloquial sayings he would say. If they had a lot of truth in them, too. Um, because, you know, you're not going to just float through life on flowery beds of ease with everything just coming to pass automatically and no resistance and no testing and no trials and, you know, no, no uh, perseverance. Well, you know what? That, even in the natural, that makes for weak people, doesn't it? If you don't have any stick with it, you're a weak person. You know, I, I, I appreciate parents that make their kids stick with it. Amen. I do. I, I just heard about a, a, a pastor. A, well, I know them. I, I actually know them personally. But one of their boys decided he wanted to play football, you know. And uh, you know how kids are. They, they want to play every sport known to mankind, you know. And then he got in it and decided it was a little rough for him or something. He didn't want that. And they said, no, you're not quitting. You're playing this year. You don't have to play next year, but you you signed up. You're playing this year. I thought, well, see, that's teaching them responsibility, see, and all. And like, you've got to stay with it. Because you because the things of God, you've got to stay with them. Amen. You can't just like, you know, I'm gonna try this. No, if if the devil really if the devil realizes you're trying it, he'll just he'll he'll mop the floor with you. He's gotta know you're dug in. You know, remember that that story um and when Jesus uh, was uh, uh, I forget where he was at now, but anyway, it doesn't matter. He was, he was, he was uh, walking along in, in his ministry, and uh, the man came to him. Pastor, some of you preachers are going to have to help me. I'm not thinking of it now. But the man came to him and said, My little daughter life at the point of death. Come lay your hands on her. J. Iris, J. Iris or however you say his name. Uh, and on the process, you know, the woman with the issue of blood stopped him. And, you know, was healed and she gave her testimony and that took some time. And by the time that was all over with, someone came from Jairus' house and said, don't trouble the master any longer, your daughter is dead. Now, I like what Jesus said. He said, Jesus said to Jairus, fear not, only believe and she shall be made well. What was he saying? He he was just saying, don't give up, don't quit. Amen. And so we're going to have tests of our faith. Amen. Amen. But we need something called patience. We need something called endurance, where we just stick with it, and we just stay with it, and we don't give up on the promise of God, because God's promises are sure. Amen. And so he he went on to say, "Which it has a great reward." Well, we all like rewards, right? You know we uh, you know you like to a lot of a lot of companies use that. You know they have their rewards program. Amen. I, I you know in my days of running, I. Belong, i was a, a member of this place that uh, uh you know that sold running shoes um, and they had rewards you you get someone, you buy someone, you get money and it, it would add up and and so forth and so uh you get rewards credit cards give rewards and they give uh other things too uh but if you use them right some of them pay rewards right yeah. you know don't 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 plan on retiring on that but uh they, you do get something. Amen. You know, and there's some some stores here in town. They have rewards. I, I go occasionally to uh, uh, that farming store here in town. Can't think of the name of it. Tractor Supply. And they always want your phone number because you got rewards. I, I don't know. I, I, GMC gives me rewards for, you know, being a, a, owning one of their trucks. And, you know, you get points every time you spend money on GMC products and reward. You know, you just... You know, one of these days I'm going to have enough rewards, I'm just going to uh, take off and move to Hawaii, praise God, with my rewards. You know, I'm not really sure if I wait another 30, 40 years, if I can even get out of Kentucky with those rewards or not, the way gas prices are. But anyway, because I don't think they amount to much. But anyway, God has great rewards, right? But he says, here's something you need. If you're going to get to the great reward, you have need of patience. That after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise or you will receive the promise. So it takes this, it takes something called patience. Now, uh, if the Bible says we need something, how many know we need it, right? You know, sometimes if you go to a doctor, he might tell you, you, you need more of this in your diet. And, and maybe you do. It's like I've told you about my doctor. Every time I've ever gone to him, which hasn't been much, but I've gone for physicals and, you know, blood work and before, maybe a couple, two, three times in the last five, six, seven, I don't know. But anyway, last years. And uh, I've always told you, he always tells me the same thing, drink more water and, and get cardio. And, uh, you know, but and I'm not saying it's bad advice. I'm just simply saying that, you know, he's, he's telling me this will be a reward. This will be a benefit to you. Well, your body has to have certain nutrients And minerals, a lady one time fell out in the bank, just fell out. Young lady, 30 years old, just fell out on the floor in the bank. And it turned out all she needed to do was eat a banana. That's it. Because her potassium levels had gotten so low, her body just needed potassium, and it deprived her of strength. And she just fell out on the floor. And, uh, you know, all she needed to do is more potassium, need a banana. Amen. Lower your got Bananas are good. Um, so there's certain things, you know, you get. You know, I take a vitamin um, because I don't always eat right. I don't think it really helps, but it makes me feel better. You know, Phyllis seems to think I need to do that. And so, you know, Dr. Phyllis says, take. So I take my vitamin. Hallelujah. You know, but anyway. Listen, I want to talk to you about patience. Listen to this definition of patience because this this kind of puts it in a different light. You know, the world patience is this means I'm just putting up with, uh, I'm just enduring, I'm just in a, in a worldly way, I'm enduring. I'm just, uh, you know hanging on, you know, but here's, here's the definition of patience. I actually think this came from W. Vines. I don't really know, but I think this came from W. Vines expository dictionary of new Testament words. I had it in some of my notes, but I didn't have, I didn't have the source, but here's a definition of patience. Patience is the quality that does not surrender to circumstances. It doesn't give up or succumb under trial. It doesn't give up under trial. Listen to this, it's it, it, it is the opposite, everybody say opposite, of despondency. I mean, if you're despondent, you don't have the Bible force of patience working. And it's associated with hope. I like this definition. This is right out of the Strong's Concordance. It's cheerful or hopeful endurance. That's real important. Because you know what? We spend a lot of time waiting for the promises to come to pass don't we and so we're going to have to have a force that keeps us hopeful keeps us cheerful while we're waiting amen you know how I many know you need you need to have some kind of patience in the natural with people don't you sometimes i'll i'll uh I'll say to Phyllis when we're driving down the road and people are doing things, I don't think they—they're sh- not driving the way I want them to drive because they're not driving as fast as I would drive. Or, and I'll say, what? Is, what is wrong with those people? How I many you know that's—that's—that's that's, that's a lack of patience, isn't it? And she'll she'll say, I don't know, I don't know those people. And, uh, you know, but and and it's hit me before, you know, because somebody will pull out in front of me, and we used to live in a county years ago and uh that county where we live it seemed like the whole county was famous for waiting till you got right there and they pull out in front of you don't they pastor jerry yep. and i had to go by In fact i think i was meeting you to go to lunch phyllis and i and we're driving in that county and they're still doing it i hadn't lived there in almost 30 years and they're still doing it i told phyllis it hadn't changed they just sat there and wait until you get close and whoo, pull out in front of you and sometimes on the expressway, people do things, and you know, and they just ride, I'd ride around town, and I have to remind myself, you know, like somebody's trying to, you know, how they got the barriers, the barrels up on the, uh, no, uh, well they do on 69 all the time. <laughs> Burkhart. <laughs> yeah, Burkhart on um, Burkhart, and people will get of the lane and try to squeeze in there in front of you, yeah. you know, and sometimes I'll see that I'll speed up, you know, and then it'll hit me. <laughs> <laughs> come on don't tell me you don't do that come on and then it'll hit me wait a minute I wouldn't treat these people like this if we were face to face I'd be nice to them and say go in front of me but somehow you put power behind a guy oh you ought to see this man I'm telling you you ought to leave a NASCAR race sometime and get on the interstate with all the others that left the NASCAR race you're going to see some bad driving man (laughs) they think they're on the racetrack man and so they'll just, you know, I, I'll do that. I'll sit and I'll think, well, you should, what, what you, they're just speeding up. They're just trying to get getting an advantage, and I'll speed up. And then they will hit me. This isn't very Christ-like. Amen. Pastor Jerry, you do that? Why are you looking so? No, I, I just figured you'll say that and then you'll just go ahead and move forward real fast. <laughs> Well, yeah, you got a point there. He, I, 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 I'll, I'll think, that I'll think, well, you know, I'm not, rude. I'm not rude like this. What am I doing? Let these people in, you know. And then there's another part of him. he says, they should have gotten in way back there. They're just trying to jump the lines, all they're trying to do, you know. I perceive you all need some patience. I perceive it. You need some help yourself along with me. But it has to do with, I don't know it's the vehicle or something, it's just the car, you know, and you, you just think, you know, why are you doing this, you know? And, uh, you know, so I, I'm working on it. How, how many are still working on things? I'm, st- I'm still working on that, the traffic thing, and I'm getting better. Uh, I'm not perfect yet. Uh, I'm getting better. Yeah, praise God. I'd give myself a 45 about right now, but we're coming up. Praise the Lord. Amen. But, but I like this about patience, that it's cheerful <laughs> It's cheerful or hopeful endurance. It isn't sad. It isn't despond. in other words, it's enduring, and but it's 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 expecting that there's something coming on the other side of this, isn't that right? You know, the Bible tells us we need to we need to we need to uh, look at the uh, the uh, endurance of Job, because Job came out with twice as much. And I love that because. Uh, I think it's the New King James that says, you see the end of the Lord. Or I think it's New King James says it like this, you see the end intended of the Lord. Where the King James says, you see the end of the Lord. Well, what it is saying, and it's what it's saying, you see the end intended by the Lord. When Job went through his trial, the intentions of the Lord was for him to come out with twice as much as he had. That's what the Lord had for Job. What, What Satan had for Job was curse God and die. But what God had was twice as much. So, you know, we, we used to say this in our circles years ago in Pentecost. Uh, and there's some truth to it. When the devil gets the messing, God's getting the blessing. Not good English, but how many got that? He's getting ready to bless. Because if you just... Now, I've, I've learned this just by the Bible, by experience... That it's not automatic. It, when the devil goes to messing, you got to do the right things to come out on the other side with the blessing. Right. See, Job kept his faith, didn't he? Yeah. He never let go of his faith. Right. So when the devil, when, when you see that messing around, how many know sometimes, listen, you got to understand sometimes that it's, it's called the trial of your faith. Mm-hmm. You ever read that in James? The trial of your faith worketh patience. Mm-hmm. Well, let patience have its perfect work that you may come out entire, perfect, lacking nothing. But you have to have patience right. at work, endurance at work. Well, I've just learned when things don't come to pass in my life, like relatively fast, that it's the devil trying my faith. Yeah. Now, one day, and I know I'm simple, but not simple minded. But one day it dawned on me, if the devil's trying my faith, I must have faith. Yeah. Right. And he must really think I can pull it off with my faith or he'd leave me alone. Right. He's not stupid. Right. Come on so he knows that if he doesn't step in there, that I'm going to come out with victory. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I've said this about the devil. The devil doesn't want people to get saved. He doesn't. And he never gives up on getting you back. But here's the thing. if He can't stop you from getting saved. So the next thing he tries to do is tries to stop you from walking in what God has for you. He wants you to live a miserable, defeated life. And he can point and say that's what Christians are like. They're miserable and defeated. But that's not the way God intended it. Amen? Amen? Now, all right, so you've you got to have patience. And I like this, this uh, cheerful or hopeful endurance. Go to the uh, sixth chapter of the book of Hebrews. I want to read some verses here that talk about this. Uh, the sixth chapter of Hebrews. <clears throat> and let's begin at verse 11. It says, We desire that every one of you, every one of us, Uh, "...do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end." In other words, just stick with it. Uh, "...that you be not slothful or sluggish or lazy, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises." Notice it's not just faith, but faith and patience. Amen? "...for when God made promise to Abraham... Because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Now most of us don't like to patiently endure, but it just happens to be a fact of life. To get good things, it takes some time sometimes. Doesn't it? You know, if you want to... You know, start working out and uh, see some changes in your body. Well, you can't quit after the first day, can you? You can't quit after the first week. Amen. You know, if you could, uh, man, everybody'd be doing it. But how many know the 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 problem is? Is you got to stay with it. It's going to take some time. Does doesn't it? You know. If you want to lose weight, I mean, it takes some time. Yeah. You can't, you can't just, you, and you got to be consistent, don't you? Yeah. Every day, got to do the same thing. Yeah. And you got to make the decision to stick with it every day, don't you? Yeah. And so, I, I you know, it, good things, g- good things come through faith and patience, yeah. spiritually. Yeah. Good things come. In other words, it, it, Someone once called them the power twins. The power twins. They work together. See, faith without patience will quit. Patience without faith is just putting up with something. Not, nothing's changing. But you put them together. Amen. Good things come through this. Amen. How many, how many, uh, how many know... <laughs> how many would want to fly on an airplane a commercial plane where the pilot got his license in one day No, I'm man. Are you kidding me? I mean, you know, it takes a lot it takes it takes a lot longer now just to 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 know what's all on the airplane, let alone fly the thing. You know. Uh what what about what about how, how many would like to have uh, a brain surgery done by a surgeon who got his degree in one day. Yeah. I no, mean, you know it takes a lot of time, doesn't it? Years, right? You know they they go to school for like what seven years, nine years, and then they have a residency. And you know what I'm saying? It's, it it takes time. Why? Because you you got to learn all about the craft. Hallelujah, and you get a good one. And that's fine. But you get one that doesn't know what they're doing. I mean, if you're laying on the table, you know, and you're about half out, and you hear that surgeon say, I don't know if I can do this or not. I don't know what you're doing. I'm getting up. I don't care what's showing in the back. I'm going, I'm out of here. And don't tell me you can't leave a hospital on your own because my grandma did. Absolutely. They told her she couldn't leave. She called a cab and left. You can do that. They, they make you think you can't, but... You know, you're, they can't hold you captive. You can go. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Now, how many understand what I'm talking about? See, things in life, they don't come overnight. Good things don't come overnight. The things of God, don't, they don't always manifest overnight. I thank God some things. Sometimes they do. I'm not saying they don't always. Sometimes, I've, had, I've had instant manifestation. I'm believing God for healing in some areas of my body that I've been believing now for over a year, over a year, one year. One year. Uh, Well, Actually, more than a year. Actually, June was a year. So however many months... We're in October, right? That's what you told me. And uh, I trusted you. But anyway, so here we are, a year and that many months, I'm still believing God. And you know what? I'm still saying it every day. Every day. I don't miss a day. I don't take off for Sunday. I don't miss a day. I don't declare and claim my healing. Well, what's, what's, what's the holdup? Well, it's not God. It's called a trial of your faith. The devil's testing my faith. I'm not quitting. Because well, I, I know what the Word says. I know what God promised. I know what He said. I'm not giving up on it. See, too many people will give up. But I haven't quit. I'm not quitting. Amen. Now, I'll just stay with it. Well, how long are you going to stay with it? Well, you know what? Uh, Brother Eddie Willis, remember him? He was here one time. i want to forget something he he said one time. We actually weren't even in this building, so it's been a long time ago. We were in that other building over there on Vogel Road. He said, I'm going to tell you what, if if I'm lying flat on my back with my my feet pointing up near, I'm going to say I'm healed. Because that's what the Bible says. And, of course, once you get in heaven, you will be, right? Hallelujah. I know everybody we pray for doesn't, doesn't get healed. I understand that. But that doesn't take away from what the Bible says. I mean, the Bible says the secret things belong to the Lord. Sometimes there's reasons, right? Sometimes there's reasons why people don't receive their healing and so forth. But it's, it's not that God's withholding. There's just sometimes things that there's just reasons. There's just things that sometimes mess that deal up. But God's still true to His Word. I don't judge healing by whether everybody gets healed. Nor than I judge salvation if everybody gets saved. There's people out there that aren't saved, but salvation is still true. There's people in hell today that could have been saved. Right? There's people that died that could have been healed. Amen. You got quiet on that one. But I don't don't buy this idea that everybody that dies, God took them. You listening now? Uh, When God takes you, it's because you're old and you're done. And he just removes your spirit. He doesn't have to kill you in a car wreck. He did not have to wreck your car. He, he's pretty capable of jerking your spirit out of your body and taking it to heaven. That's right. Amen. It's like a guy said one time, he said, you know, he said, we had a plant, worked at the plant. He worked. I forget what kind of plant it was, worked at the plant. And they had all kinds of problems there where people were getting injured and get, even getting killed in this plant where he worked at. He said they came in, you know, I might have been OSHA came in and they and all and they set up some safety regulations. You got to do this, do that and do that. He said but he said when those guys would die, when they get killed, we'd go to the funeral and the preacher would say the Lord called them home. The Lord called them home. He said when we put those safety measures in play, he said oh, that stopped. A lot of people stopped getting injured and dying. He said it was amazing when we put those safety measures in play, how, how many, how few of the Lord started calling home? He was calling them all home, then we put safety measures, and now he quit calling them home. How many can see the Lord didn't have anything to do with that? It was them. Right? And, and then being careless with what they were doing. You know what I'm saying? They're, you know, like I, I used to work when I was like 18 years old, uh, 17 years old. Uh, I think I started when I was 17 years old. I was out of high school. I graduated, but I graduated at 17. And I was out of high school. I went to work for this factory. And, you know, they had guards on the blades, you know, that, that, that uh, you know, that you could uh, keep you from getting your hand in there. But some of the guys evidently decided to take them off. Well, they're there for a reason. And one of my friends, one my close friend of mine, he working there with me too, you know. He's in there saw him one day and lost like three three of his fingers. I mean, like... Cut the tips of them off, you know. Well, yeah, the Lord didn't do that. Now, some preachers will say, well, the Lord just did that. He had a reason. He wanted to teach you something. Yeah, here's what you, here's what you need to learn. Put the guard back on, dummy. That's so your fingers don't get in there. Amen. Are you with me now? So, so listen, this idea that, you know, everything that happens in our life is God. Well, no, no, we have something to do with it. Amen. Amen. I'm not cutting out the sovereignty of God. Of course, he's sovereign, but in his sovereignty, he gave us some authority, gave us a will, let us make some choices, and we can make wrong choices, right? You know, he didn't have anything to do with it. Now, let's let's look at uh, where in Hebrews. Let's just go to Hebrews twelve. Come on, you get anything to, today? Hebrews chapter twelve. I'm not going to go much longer here, but just a little bit. Hebrews chapter twelve. I like this. I read this passage quite a bit uh, over the years, but I like it. Uh, Hebrews 12, 1 says, Wherefore, saying we're also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and these sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race which is set before us. Well, just that wording right there tells us that it's not necessarily a hundred yard dash. You don't tell somebody getting ready to run a hundred yard dash, now pace yourself. No, the pace is supposed to be all out, isn't it? But now you get somebody that's going to run a marathon. What What do you do? You got to tell them you got to pace yourself. Pace yourself, because you're going to be there longer than just a few seconds. You're going to be there a while, aren't you? Depending on how good you are at it, You're going to be there from two to four hours. Some people five. And so, you got to. You can't run all out. you know? It, one, one of the I was reading this one time years ago. One of, the, one of the most famous marathons in the world is the Boston Marathon. And they said, what gets most runners in the Boston Marathon is, is the downhill part. the downhill part. That's the part I like. But what happened? I've never run the course. I've never been there. Uh, but we say when you start out, For a long ways, it's downhill. And they'll run real fast and they gas themselves out and can't finish. Because what you got to know is if you're running downhill, uphill's coming. (laughs) Isn't that right? (laughs) Now, I don't mean to be negative, but if you know, sometimes in our Christian life, we're running downhill. But you got to realize uphill is coming. The devil's not going to leave you uncontested and unchallenged. That's where patience and endurance comes in, which I'm going to stick with it. I don't care. Amen. I'm going to stay with it. See, as, as you mature, you begin to learn. Ralph Cramden, the great philosopher, some of you don't know that name, but just look it up. He was a great philosopher. He said something one time that I never forgot, and I thought, that makes a lot of sense, you know? He said, it is a shame that youth is wasted on young people. As you get older, you realize how how profound that statement is. He said, I don't even know what it means. You will. (laughs) Just keep growing. Keep coming. As you get a little older, you think, man, I wish I'd have known this when I was that age. My life has been a lot sweeter. And so, you know, <laughs> so we, 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 I don't even know why I said that, but anyway, you got to really, if you didn't get anything out of my preaching, you got something out of that, right? <laughs> Older people understood that, right? How many got that? It's a shame youth is wasted on young people. Amen. Because it was a show, they were trying to, re- Alice thought they, were, they needed to do some young people stuff, you know, they were getting too old. And they went, what did they do? They went roller skating, and that was a sight. Ralph was on the floor. They were trying to get him off the floor. They went dancing, and they did something else. And, and he told her, he said, if I keep trying to recapture my youth, I'm going to lose my old age. <laughs> That's where I get all my sermons, you know. Well how you know there's there there, there the, the thing of it is is when he says run with patience it's it's not a hundred yard dash. We've got to realize that. It's a marathon. And he said, when we do it, we've got to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You've got to keep your eyes focused on him, don't you? Yeah. Why? Because how many know he he never fails, does he? You gotta get your eyes off. The, how many how many know the problem with Peter walking on the water is he got his eyes off of Jesus, didn't he? He got his eyes on the waves. Uh, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured. Now notice this. He endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He endured the cross because he looked beyond the cross and saw the joy set before him. So, I mean, so sometimes we gotta, we got to look at what's beyond, the present. we got to see beyond the present and to see what's going to happen in our lives. Not what's happening, but what's going to happen, what's going to take place. The fulfillment of God's word, His promise. Amen. And so, he said uh, in verse 3, For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied, and the King James says, feign in your minds. Uh, some translations say discourage in your souls. Both, both are right. That word mind there means the mind, will, emotions, the soul. Uh, so here's the thing. You've got to keep your focus right or you'll get discouraged. Amen. You've got to focus on the right thing. You can't focus just on the problems. See, it's not... How I many you know it's not enough just to start? Right? Like I said, you know, I was, I've run many races. They don't give you any medal for starting. You get a t-shirt for starting, but you don't get the medal. That doesn't come to you across the finish line. And I've got... Uh, I don't know how many medals I've got. Several. But none of them came... From any race I didn't finish. I had to finish. Did I always want to finish? No. (laughs) No, I didn't always want to finish. I was running a half uh marathon one time, and um Matt, Matt Murphy, was uh he was on a bicycle, policing the area to you know assist people that fell over. (laughs) Tipped over, you know. Hey, they fell over, they tipped over. That means they hit the ground. And so, Matt, you know, and Matt, I'm, I'm getting real close to finishing. I didn't know Matt was out there, you know. And all of a sudden, somebody comes, comes heading my way Hey, Pastor! And it's Matt, and I'm thinking, Hey, give me your bike. <laughs> give me your bike. <laughs> you're, supposed, you're supposed to be nice to your pastor, right? It's pastor Appreciation Month, right? October. Give him something, give him your bike. And <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. You, but you have to stay with it. I mean, if I rode across with a bike, I mean, on oh, no medal, right. Right. right? One time, <laughs> Phyllis remembers, one time a dog ran with me, far of the way. I'm just running along. And here comes this dog. He's running alongside me, and then you know he cuts in front of me. I don't see him anymore. And then I find out later he f- he went all the way and finished the he finished the race, and they put a medal on him. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> then they called you know animal control because he's a dog running loose and so they 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 captured him you know which you know he was a friendly guy uh but he saw those people and thought where y'all going (laughs) here he came and he was with me for a while and then he cut across me and took off and i thought well all right he's done with me i'm too slow for him and um, then when i got to the finish line they said no no he finished he came all the way through they put a medal on him called animal control you know and then they found his owner you know and the owner came and got him and two days later he died my sister told me so that was just on his bucket list to run a half marathon. Or once he got that done, that was the last thing. Checked it off and he went to heaven. <laughs> I don't know if there's any truth in that. But anyway. But he did run it, man. It made, it made the news. It was on the local news. It made national stuff, you know, and all. But Jesus told us. He said there would be some that would start and not finish. He said these are they which are sown among my, uh, on stony ground. And... and they hear the word and they receive with gladness, but they have no root in themselves and so endure. But for a time afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, they're offended. They start out good, but having you no, know, they don't finish good. Now, I've seen that in races many times. People start out fast. They start out good. They start out fast. I, I remember running a race one time and I got so hyped up. I was so pumped up. And I'm looking at, I'm looking at my pace, what I'm running. And I'm running six minutes a mile. And I'm thinking, whoa, I better slow down because I can't keep this up, because I'm more like a nine-minute-a-mile guy, not six. And so I realized, man, uh, if I'm going to finish this thing, I've got to curb the adrenaline. You know, because you're all there with those people, and everybody's around, and everybody's geared up. Gun goes off, off you go. And I'm looking at my watch, I had to watch that timed, you know, and I'm like, I'm doing six minutes a mile. This is not going to last. Amen. So I had to slow it down. I had to gear it back. Real, I'm in this for the long haul. So you've got to learn that with your faith. I'm in this for the long haul. Don't give up because it didn't come to pass immediately. You got to, I'm in this for the long haul. See, there, you see that? You see that spiritual? People just, they come out the gate, man. Well, I've seen that people come and come to our church, and they just, man, you think, man, they're, this is awesome. But they don't last long. They're just a flash in a pan. Because they start out real good, but it's not starting good that gets you the prize. It's finishing. You got to go all the way. You got to finish. And so, how many? It's easy to start out believing God. You can get hyped up, but you got to stick with it through the tough times, because there's going to be those times. And we need to know that going in that it's not all, you know, like floating through life with flower beds of ease. Go to one last scripture, Isaiah chapter sixty-four. I know that sometimes, some of you aren't saying amen. That's all right. I still love you, even though, you know. But, you, you know, it doesn't matter. You, you, if you don't learn to live, live the Christian life this way, you're just not, you're not going to be successful. You've got to learn. You're in it for the long haul. You, you can't just like, well, everything's going to come to pass immediately. No, it's not. Well, that's unbelief. No, it's just, it's just why the Bible says you've got to have patience. It's why the Bible says don't cast away your faith. It's the Bible. The Bible warns us. The Bible tells us, don't cast away your confidence. Well, you're not tempted to cast away your confidence. I mean, nobody, you know, prays for something, and then three minutes later, like, well, I'd give up. Well, maybe there are. (laughs) Brother Cap said one time, he tells us one time, he said, (laughs) he said this woman came to him. She said, that stuff you preach doesn't work. he said, No, I confessed that three times and nothing happened. Like, what a trooper. How many know? It's not a matter of how many times you confess it, it's what you believe. And if you believe, you'll say right things with your mouth. Somebody think, Well if I say that a thousand times, it'll come to pass. Not if you don't believe it. You gotta believe it. How many parrots can say a lot of things. Oh yeah, man! I was at this cafe, man. I ate there for several mornings. I was on a mission trip, in this cafe. It was like an outdoor type cafe, you know. I might have had a little roof over it; the sides open. I can't remember, but had great food, you know. And uh, I was in a, you know, a, a country, and and uh, uh, where was I at? Anyway, yeah, I was in Honduras, and uh, you know, I'd go there for breakfast, and they had this parrot in there. And he was pretty quiet, but you'd get to eating and everything would be quiet, and all of a sudden he'd go, Hola! He'd just yell out. I mean, you'd throw your eggs over your shoulder and everything else, like, why in the world? I wanted to throttle that thing and kill it. You know? But I mean, it's just saying what it heard, right? And Christians can be like that. They can be like parrots and just, well, I'm supposed to say right things. No, you're supposed to believe right things. And then you'll say right things. Right? I'm not Now it's okay to talk yourself into believing something. You can do that. You can school yourself into faith. But uh, you know, you have to you have to understand that, you know, it it's not just it's not it's just it's not just like it's gonna to come to pass immediately, always. Thank God some things do. I've seen people Listen, I've prayed for people in in, in prayer lines and seen them instantly healed. Many times. Many, many times. I could tell you, I could keep you here till after lunch telling you stories. But then I've prayed for people and maybe it was days later, months later. All, All I know is you just keep fighting the good fight of faith. Amen. So I don't control that. Uh, you know you're in a, you're in a battle you 're in a warfare, amen, and you just keep fighting amen you just and I appreciate people like that because there's a lot of people i've seen that kept fighting kept fighting most people have given up, but they just kept at it I, to me that's a mature person amen I mean anybody can stick around if it ca- happens immediately. I appreciate those people that stick around when it doesn 't happen immediately and they're still twenty days later still talking their faith. I appreciate those kind of people. Now, Isaiah 64 verse 4 says this, it says, for, for since the beginning of the world men have not heard, nor proceed by the ear, neither hath the eye seen, O God, beside thee what he hath prepared for him that waits for him. Now, <clears throat> one translation says it this way, and when you look at the Greek or the Hebrew, it will sustain this translation. It says, Uh, No, they haven't seen a God like thee that works for him that waits. Works for him that waits. God's working while we're we're waiting. Right? Now let me explain to you, and I'm closing right here, but let me explain the word wait to you. Wait doesn't mean like just passing time. It means waiting in faith. It means Bible patience, Bible endurance, Bible perseverance. Amen. God's working while we wait. Hallelujah. Or you could say it this way. He's preparing something while we're waiting. He's cooking something up. Amen. You know, those days, remember the days of home cooking. You don't have that a lot now. But, you know, my dear mother was always a, a home-cooking person. She liked to cook, and she liked to feed people. And uh, she didn't care if, you know, you just called her and said, I'm coming by, she'd want to feed you. She Every time I'd go visit her, you know, uh, she'd want to feed you, want to cook you something, you know. And I'd let her. Hallelujah. But she used to be that way. She's not that way now. She's you know, he just caught up with her and she's not I don't think she cooks at all now, does she, Susie? Uh but she used to cook every Sunday. Just you know. Well, when I was growing up, she cooked every day. You know, I mean, you know how <laughs> there was a there was a news article, this person was telling off on McDonald's that they microwave their food. I'm thinking, What news is that? I've known that for years. You can't get a hamburger in thirty seconds if it's not microwaved. It's like, wow, what a big story here, you know. But but mom would, you know, she'd fix every every day. for evening meal, she'd cook. Uh, she'd cook something, uh, and we we didn't call it dinner. Where we were from, it was supper. Amen. And so, um, we, you know, dinner that's when you went out on the town in your tuxedo. <laughs> Supper's when you had some good food. <laughs> yeah, so she'd fix supper every night, you know, and, uh, you know, she'd, she'd cook. I mean, you know, roast, fried chicken. Uh, well, she used to make good ham and beans, cornbread. Oh, my goodness. I'm hungry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But having a, it, that. She didn't do that like, like quickly. That took time. That took time. Now, occasionally, you know, Phyllis is just Phyllis and I, so we try to do as fast as we can, so we get a lot of stuff that's, you know, pre-made, kind of like you just stick it in the oven and, and cook it, warm it up just fast. But occasionally, I'll cook, a, you know, a meal, you know, and I have to get a lot of different pots and pans out and stuff like that. and You know, the rule in our house is, I don't know if it's a rule, it's just the way we do it. I cook, she cleans, and so she cleans the mess up, And, um, you know, uh, but every time I cook a meal, it takes, like, a long time. I'm thinking, this wasn't worth it. (laughs) It It takes me five minutes to eat it. It takes a normal person 15 minutes to eat it. But anyway, I'm thinking, what a waste here. And so, you know, we've we've just been bantering back and forth for years. Let's just go out to eat every time, you know. We haven't done it yet. But anyway... But, you know, good cooking takes time, doesn't it? Doesn't it? And some restaurants still cook it from the scratch, you know. Oh, I mean, not scratch, but they still cook it. And it takes a little time, you know. It's not like going to a fast food place, right? You know, when Taco Bell makes me my, my burritos, I mean, I get them like under five minutes, all right? When I make them, takes a little longer than that right i gotta fry the the hamburger and you know what i'm saying i gotta go out you know go out and kill the cow (laughs) grind it up i mean there were those days they used to be like that you know and i mean that was a little better eating wasn't it and i'm sure it was a little better for us also but my point is is this the things of god are the same way god doesn't doesn't microwave things or let me just say it i don't want to say it like that things just aren't microwaved in the spirit realm all right there's there's sometimes it takes some time amen it takes some time and uh, the devil will contest it and you you have to fight the good fight of faith amen, amen. come on did you get anything today all, this. all right i just i just want to just hurry up don't give up don't quit <laughs> Don't give up. God's working. God's working. And I I honestly believe this. Sometimes people quit right on the brink of a miracle, right on the brink of a breakthrough. They quit. And if they'd just known how close they were, just how close they were and gave up. Because it just makes sense. The devil puts the most pressure on when you're the closest. He fights the hardest when he sees you're about to get the breakthrough. That's why you got to see it all the way to the end. All the way to the end. Hallelujah. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.